All right, so this is going to be a different kind of podcast, obviously, and probably a different intro. Uh, definitely a more disappointing one, more sad, heartbreaking, everything added on. But uh, we're not giving our instant reaction to the NCAA and the news coming out that just happened about an hour ago uh, regarding the NCAA tournament, along with the rest of the winter and spring sports being completely canceled. We're talking tournaments done. Uh, championships done um, a lot of other sports i'm sure we'll get into uh, but with me right now austin Vizi, our lead basketball writer and then also richie barnes our contributing writer at nolgamey.com and the super producer at the roll cast over there our friends over there with trey Rollin. what's going on guys ah it's a tough day man tough day yeah today sucks it, it started good because acc comes out announces Hey, we're still playing basketball. I'm like, cool, I got my family ticket, let's go. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, you were Austin, run through what your day has consisted of because you were obviously we talked about on the podcast last night. Yeah, it was last night that you were gonna go over there to the game and watch Florida State face off against Clemson. So tell us that you were right there with it all, but tell us how it was, teams reactions, everything. Yeah, so woke up, listened to the presser that John Swafford had said they're still they're still going through with playing ACC tournament games. Like, cool, let me shower, get on the road. Because it's about right at an hour drive for me here in Concord. Um, I get there, still haven't heard anything. Then as I'm walking in, an NC State fan's walking in right behind me, and he goes, yo, have you heard anything? Apparently the NC State game just got canceled. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I just heard from someone with the team that they're not playing. Like, I haven't heard anything about Florida State. So I get inside – get my ticket it's the creepiest feeling i've ever been in there's like 200 people in the entire arena including the teams media referees everything um florida state had just gone off the floor when i got in the building i go down i talk to the managers gas saying you guys hearing anything that's when i hear yeah they just told us they're going to cancel it um then about 10 minutes later john swafford came out the trophy came out about another five minutes later Florida State came out and they presented Florida State with a trophy for the 2020 Atlantic Coast Conference champions. It was um, it was a weird day. Yeah, what was like the team's reaction? Obviously, we saw pictures and a little bit of videos, but you got to see more of the reaction. But we saw Pat, at least in some most of the pictures, uh, Pat Williams wasn't so happy about it. Trent Forrest obviously didn't. Feel like he really wanted to hold that trophy yet um but what did the players reaction look like to you it was basically like what the pictures were showing they were all walking out kind of hesitantly like is this really happening because this that's not the way this team is they want to go out there and compete and win and earn a trophy um that's what i heard over and over from guys that are with the team but they, they were devastated I think they're still expecting the main tournament to happen, but as I'm seeing more social media reactions and as I'm texting some of the guys there, they're completely heartbroken. I'm heartbroken for them. Yeah, obviously. I've, I'm i in complete joy. It most certainly hasn't hit me yet. I don't know when it will, but being without the rest of the winter sports along with the spring right now, um, Richie, you cover for NoelGameBay.com both football and basketball, but I'm also thinking uh, football, uh, softball, 
Baseball, which just beat the best team in the country, uh, UF, in Gainesville just a couple of nights ago. But just overall, what are your what is your reaction to this, man? Yeah, and it's not just the you know college world. Like pretty much every professional sport in America has suspended their seasons for the next thirty to sixty days. So it's just wild to to see all of this. And we're gonna have a you know a a spring without sports in America, which I've, it's never happened in my lifetime. I'm a, I'm a little older than you guys. I'm 32. And I remember the NBA strike when they, uh, you know, an 82 game season turned into like 50 something games. And that was wild to me. And I've never seen anything close to this. Um, so th- yeah, it's just surreal. I, I still don't think everything's hit, you know, as far as all of it goes, but man, especially the, this one, the NCAA tournament, we finished the season ranked fourth in the AP and coaches poll. I think we had like the seventh best odds in Vegas to win the whole thing. And and we will never get that chance to see what could have happened with this team. So it's just, it's frustrating, but understandable. Yes. It was a completely understandable reaction. Um, I was expecting at least first for them to postpone it. I think everybody's just waiting for that postponement announcement. I was not expecting them to come out today and say they were canceling all spring sports, including championships. I was, I was, I was still am stunned. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, me neither. Because I also want to think about. I'm just thinking now. Obviously, two players on the team: uh, Patrick Williams, Devin Vassell. They were hoping to make their decision way after this NCAA tournament, uh, but now that has been. Now, now that has been um, forced to be figured out earlier on, and I'm interested to see what they're wanting to do now because obviously I think Patrick Williams, young guy, he was kind of one to put himself out there whenever they get into the tourney, get his name, um, let scouts see him a little bit more too. I think Devin Vassell has already shown what he has this season. But what do you think for that, Austin, for those two and what, you know, their decision that they're going to have to make a lot more soon, sooner than what they expected? Well, it could be a little bit sooner, but it could also be a little bit later. I mean, if the NBA pushes back the season even more, that means you have to push back the draft even more, which pushes back draft combines and previews and the workouts. All that has to go back. Right now, the early entry withdrawal deadline is June 15th. So they can put their name in, test their waters go to the combine, which they'll blow up because they're both athletic freaks. Um, I know, at least before the season, Patrick Williams wanted to just be a one-and-done. And as the season went on, Devin Vassell wanted to join him in the NBA. I don't, I can't speak to them right now because um, I, don't, I don't know how this is going to impact them. I saw Devin's already tweeted saying something, something along the lines of, this can't really be over. But... We've yeah. never seen something like this before, so I don't know how they're going to react to it. I I wouldn't know. I, I just and obviously the number one guy I'm thinking is Trent Forrest. We wanted to see him and see how his leadership, everything that he brought to. T- I think he's a great postseason player, anyways. Uh, and obviously senior, we won't be able to see him out on the court ever again in an FSU uniform. Uh, right now, which is absolutely devastating to me. I hate that for him. Um, like I said earlier, him holding that trophy, he did not look happy uh, what, whatsoever. And one, or, one thing that at least you've told us, Austin, and we all know it, Leonard Hamilton, and as a family coach, he's a family coach. He's, he's like a, as a dad to all of them. And 
it, it's just tough. They work their tails off. They stay close knit with one another. Uh, and I'm sure that wherever they're at right now, traveling back is just, just so hard. I don't know. I don't know what else to really say. It sucks. Yeah, I think yeah. It, you, you got to feel for Trent, man, because last year, you know, this team was peaking at the right moment. They're the last team to beat Virginia, who won the national championship. And then, you know, they had some injuries, you know, obviously the tragedy with Phil Coper's father. And Trent basically was playing with one foot. So this was his year to come back and finish the job. And if you, you know, follow former players on Twitter from recent teams, they were behind them. They wanted this team to go out there and finish the job and get at minimum that final four appearance that Leonard Hamilton so much deserved. And it's just frustrating that, you know, that's taken away. And again, it's something that's completely out of anyone's control. So you can't be mad at anyone about it, but you can be mad at the situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's make that clear. We're not mad at the NCAA for making this decision. We're just mad that it's, we can't, we don't get March madness and all these things that bring us such joy and stress relief and everything else you want to throw in there. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I, I feel so bad for Trent. I've already texted him saying, thank you for a great career. And you've got bigger things ahead of you. And I, I feel so bad because even going back to his sophomore year, he missed about the first half of the season with the, with a knee injury that he suffered in a practice. Then last year, like Richie said, he has a toe injury. He's playing on one foot for 90% of the season. Still has 20-something points in the Gonzaga game when he looked like he was the only healthy player out there. He's had such an amazing career, and I, I, I hate that this is how it ends for him because he's such a, such a great player. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's for every school too, man. I mean, definitely if you're in that top 25, but no matter what, if you were thinking that you're going to get in there, it, it sucks. But for Florida State's fan, fans in their case, this was a team that was going to be probably one of the best ever in program history, and you just don't get to see what kind of product they were going to give when it got into the NCAA tournament. You know, being ranked number four, you were hoping if they could run through the ACC tournament and get the title there could be a possible number one seed, if not most certainly number two, but you just don't get to see that season go on for them. And it's, you know, it's heartbreaking for team uh, admins, uh, fans, students, uh, because most of this, you're going to go be able to see them play in Tampa. And I was even, I don't even travel that much, definitely not for basketball, but I was going to try my hardest to get down there and, and go see a game or two. And so it, it's devastating. And, and Florida State did such an incredible job, definitely as a fan base. Uh, the students did great. And the Tuck, uh, creating one of the best atmospheres and starting to put their mark out there as being one of the best in college basketball. Uh, and all that effort, you know, you were hoping to be able to just be able to go in the Tuck again and watch them play on the on the video board, on the Jumbotron up there and run through that NCAA tournament. And it's just a lot. I, I, sound, I sound very depressing right now, but... <laughs> That's probably not what people want to hear, uh, but Florida State's going to finish 26 and five, number four in the country, ACC champions for the regular season. On also they take the title as a whole, um, and then also, which is which is really impressive too, undefeated at home, man. And the ACC, I mean, this is the ACC. Um, and then I also want to, I also want to talk about the rest of the sports too. Uh, mainly we can start just real quick football wise. What, what is, what is going to happen now? I know a lot of the players 
Uh, I think a lot of the younger ones are trying to stay on campus. Spring break is about to happen uh, and just starts on pretty much this weekend. So a lot of them will either go back home or they'll stay here. All depends on travel, too. But uh, it seems like the players, from what I've heard, I've I've seen a lot of interviews with players, man. They're they're buying in to these coaches. They want to be on campus and live, but everything gets halted. I mean, they were buying, they were fully in on Norvell's system and what's going on. They're only a couple practices in, but things are going well. Then it gets shut off. I, I'm interested to see how their kind of reaction uh, is the next couple of weeks and when when is what, what's going to happen? Do you, can you practice? Can you go lift with your coach? What's the situation? So, Logan, yeah, I think we need to touch on that. The ACC basically said you cannot practice either, which means spring practice is kind of done whether you want to or not. It's not up to the schools. They kind of said no, nothing. So here we are, you know, what, three practices in. Um, You see on social media, especially Twitter, a lot of these players really buying in saying, you know, I want to get back out there. I want to practice with these coaches. I want to be a part of this. And now they're being told they can't. And it's it's got to be frustrating um, for all of them, everyone involved from Norvell down to, you know, the walk ons. And Lord knows they need it. (laughs) They need that practice. (laughs) They need all the work they can get. But at the same time, what can you do? There's no recruiting, no practicing, no, no nothing as far as we know. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what happens these next few weeks. Like like Logan said, can these guys go lift? Can they just go throw football around with another teammate? What What's going to happen in any sport? I'm assuming it'll be a lot like, you know, summer seven-on-sevens where you, you hope you have your quarterbacks and skill players um, on the same page to where everyone gets there to do that. You can still go to the gym and work out. Just nothing official organized, which I'm sure 95% of major programs will not follow those rules. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I know. I remember aren't some like this depends on what there are certain time periods where they can go hit the leech, but they can't hit the 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 gym inside the moor. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know how these rules are going to be. Um, either way, they have the leech um, at their hand, too. They can use. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like how Coach Storms if they're I mean, obviously, Shoot, I mean, it'll be nice being in that weight room a lot more if they can allow it because uh, things are looking well on that side of things, gaining good weight, uh, muscle. <clears throat> and I would honestly, if I'm Norvell, I probably don't want any of my players at the leech right now just because that's open to 40,000 students. Um, and you don't know. Like, you can control the Mort Center. You cannot control the leech. And and that's me with me, you know, working in healthcare. That's just my mind kind of the wheels are spinning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would not want, if I was at, if I had a kid at Florida state right now, I would not want them going to the leech. Um, and that may, some people may see that as overreaction. Um, and it may be, but it's just being overcautious. No, yeah, I completely no, agree. I, I work at a mall. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go work. There's so many people <laughs> that enter that mall each and every day. It, that's a lot of foot traffic that's uncontrollable. Yeah. No, I tweeted this just a, it was last week. And my professor comes in and she doesn't, we're in a close to 200 students, big classroom at FSU. She tells us, she says that she has to use a microphone for the first time this semester because she's currently dealing with the flu. And uh, she told us that I instantly kind of looked at our TAs and I'm like, what is happening here? This, this shouldn't be uh, going on. Am I being pranked? This is a good prank. I hope you got my reactions on video. This is awesome. Good stuff. But Sure enough, about 
30 minutes into the lecture, uh, she says, I'm sorry, I, I'm not feeling, I'm going to let you guys know, I'm, I don't feel so good, so we might have to end class early. And then 20 minutes later, she ends class because she says she's about to throw up. And I'm like, I mean, what what's going on? I'm already like a germaphobe. I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, I'm always washing my hands. But that, obviously, even just for a classroom, but the leech and all that kind of stuff, I agree, Richie. I don't want anything to do with that stuff. And kids, I, I walk in the bathrooms on campus and kids go pee and they don't wash their hands. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get out of, get out of here. I even go to the, I go to a gym on, uh, near me where I live and today, went in dude goes pee doesn't wash his hand i'm like i just i, I want to go to the gym but I, I i don't know how much longer but i like like we'll, we'll we'll see it just depends on how nca restricts this obviously like we were saying earlier it's working out well these guys are buying into definitely coach storm i think they're really excited they're like dang i'm seeing some really good results yeah um, you could see emmett rice go from 18 pounds up to 30 uh, in a few weeks, if all they're going to be doing is working out and lifting, um, it's just it's just an interesting time. But like you said, Austin, this team really needs uh, a good practice. It seems like they're getting some coaching. This is a quote from uh, just a sophomore. Got to see a little bit of him last year. But this is from sophomore linebacker Jaleel McCray. And he says, he said in an interview uh, after pads uh, and pads here, he says, I'm not saying I didn't love being around the last staff. But there's just some kind of feeling at Florida State right now. I feel like I'm getting back to my old self loving football again. Which, what what comes to y'all's mind reading that? I feel like I'm getting back to my old self, which he's still a young, young guy, sophomore linebacker. But I'm feeling like I'm getting back to my old self loving football again. You think he's buying into what Norvell and Chris Marver getting to him? I think it's, you know, the the last not the, not just since he's been here, but the last three years, nobody's had fun in the program. Not the players, not the fans, not the coaches. Um, but I think that it's the first time they probably see a vision. Because if you go back to Jimbo's last year, there was no vision. He knew he was leaving as early as September, probably. Um, definitely by October, November, he knew he was gone. And then Willie. You know, he, he just thought he could be best friends with all these guys and, and they'd win a bunch of games, which obviously wasn't the case. So now they have a guy that comes in. He has a background similar to a lot of them. You know, he grew up with a single mom and had like eight different father figures in his life from when he was 16 to when he, you know, went to college. Um, but now they, they see someone that's kind of lived in their shoes for the most part. He's going to hold them accountable, but also praise them when they're doing the right thing. So, yeah, I think that can be contagious for, for the team as far as, man, we have a guy that he, he knows what we grew up with. He knows our background and that he has the attention to detail to make us that much better. So I, I think the trust is building and it's almost there for a lot of these kids. Yeah, I don't view the last fan or the last coaching staff had a lot of fun. They just weren't winning and they didn't have the respect because they're letting these guys dance. They're letting them do whatever they wanted. They're letting them play music at practice. But once they get on the field, they're not having any fun because they suck. And I think, I think this staff is bringing that respect. Understatement. And, <laughs> I think this staff's bringing that respect and, like you keep saying, accountability that this program so desperately needs. Yeah, it's hard. Like you see, Julian McCray say the statement. Yeah, of course, it's huge. He, he may not be getting back to his old self in a way, but he's feeling like a good football player again. 
yeah, I thought it was pretty funny getting back to his old self. He's still a young man, but I actually, I, we'll get onto it whenever we have a regular podcast. But I'm really, I was, I was really looking forward to Jaleel McCray getting on campus last year. Uh, go listen to his interview interview that he had with the first day of pads. Uh, he really is a great speaker. Um, he's got a great tone. He's really direct. And I like he's really seems like he's going to be a leader in that linebacker group. He also says in which we were just talking about with spring break approaching and a reporter asked if he wish he could keep practicing. He says, with this coaching staff here, you want to play football. You want to come here every day. You especially want to go to the weight room. I love the weight room every day in and out. And it, it kind of just shows what. I think a lot of people were worried. I was a little bit kind of more as it's going to be tough as hell. It's going to be a lot whole 180 from Willie Taggart's practices. And if players want to be able to deal with it and hang in there. Um, but, but what I'm seeing here, and this is still a young guy, uh, but he, a lot of these players want to be pushed. That's what they want. They want to be held and be account be held accountable for a lot of things. Even the small things, even Asante Samuel said some today that every little detail we weren't working on with the last staff here. We're being, we're having to be directed towards discipline and just the smallest things will help us in the long run when it gets close to the football playing time. Uh, but it's showing that a lot of players obviously are buying in and I, it makes me question a lot of, has your, pl- I mean, Austin, you predicted how many players to leave the program? I guess I'm on five spring practice. Yeah. Does, has that, at least from the start of it, has that kind of been, uh, brought down a little bit, or are you still sticking mm, with it? It's still too early to say. I mean, three practices in, they're not going to be interviewing the people that absolutely hate it. They're going to be getting the interviews that people want to hear. Um, and everyone wants to hear optimism, positivity, because we've had none of that the last two to three seasons. Yeah. I I, I think it, I think it's a, it's a good sign, most certainly. Obviously, a lot of things have got to be, a lot of there's still going to be position changes and stuff like that. But I think it's good on, in the generic terms, hearing things like this, definitely a lot of like Asante Samuel, who's has a good chance to be one of the best cornerbacks in the country, uh, speak some good terms about wanting to get pushed, getting the little things down more than anything. Is there any other thoughts on maybe other sports before we end this instant reaction off? Obviously baseball's, what do I mean? I hate, I mean, we're in March and I'm going to say it's over. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I at least think with um, baseball, they'll get a waiver for another season. Cause I mean, they've, they're what 15 games in. Yeah. I, I think baseball, softball, those kind of sports, they'll be able to get another season. Um, I, I don't think basketball will be able to just cause some seasons are already over in the smaller conferences. Mm-hmm. And then even for Florida state, and the bigger teams, you're looking anywhere between one and seven games left. It's hard to give a waiver when they've already gone through 30 games this season. And it creates logistical nightmares, getting guys back into classes. You have to open up more scholarship spots because you've already got guys signed and committed for next season. It's such a such a crappy way for all these guys to end their careers across the country, not just at Florida State. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's a weird time. Obviously, we're gonna try to keep everybody updated. Try to create some kind of content. This is something new. I, I think not. This is something new for media members too. Got to find ways to to create content. 
Um, Richie, you're gonna you're gonna be a busy guy. I think you got a lot of podcasts to start making. People are gonna be bored sitting at home. We're gonna be quarantined. Richie, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I do have a a few notes just on the basketball stuff before we go. Um, mm-hmm. One, March Madness in Vegas, man, that's a huge deal. So, what do you, what would the two of you guess? How much money do you think was bet just on the tournament last year alone at Vegas Sportsbook? Oh God. Oh, this would be Dustin. This is started <laughs> our gambling. Yeah, Dustin's Dustin. a, he's a addicted uh, gambler. Let's see. I want to guess. Let's just. Uh, 500 million. Number. I'm still on 500 million. Okay, okay. Austin, um, you got it? I was thinking 750 million. Try 4 billion last year alone. <sighs> and that's just bets placed. So so that's, so that's they're going to take a hit. Um, but keeping on the NCAA tournament, a couple random facts. And I got to give Get this that. specific one to Big Cat from Barstool. Duke and Kansas both announced before the cancellation of the tournament that they will not be participating, but Duke was first. So we can officially say Duke was the first team eliminated from the 2020 NCAA tournament. Oh, I like they're that. Go- they're going to lose to a 15 seed anyways. Yep. And, and then another one, y'all will like this one. Florida State is the only ACC team who officially qualified for the 2020 NCAA <laughs> tournament. Yeah, I like that. that. Which is what it was weird because I don't think any other, I may be wrong, but I don't think any other conferences announced a uh, conference winner. They have besides the ones seen. That, yeah. Besides the ones that obviously played through the tournament. Yeah. Um, my my mom was the one that pointed that out to me, but in the moment it made sense because if the tournament goes through, you have to have that automatic qualifier. Yeah. It's just a rule. The rest of these conferences didn't do that, and it now looking back at it, like yeah, they they knew. Um, but yeah, Florida State can say they were the only team qualified. That's pretty funny. I like yeah. that. So, so my last two things. One, we finished number four in the AP and the coaches poll. I'm not saying hang a banner, but we made the final four this year. Yeah, yeah. And then Just the last, put it up there. the last <laughs> thing, the last image most of us will remember was will be Ham with that net around his neck on top of the ladder in the TLC double C. So it's depressing how things turn out today, but there's some positives to look to. And I'm damn proud of this team and the season they gave us. Oh, absolutely. They This has been arguably better than we could have asked for. Um, even I, my optimistic self, said we'd go 25 and 6, sweet 16 maybe. They won the conference, went 26 and 5, Beat Florida again. They should have beaten Duke. Yeah. Should have beaten Duke. Gave them everything they could handle in Cameron Indoor. Beat Carolina, which Carolina wasn't good. But, you know, no one's going to remember that in two years. They're just going to say, oh, they beat Carolina. It was such a great season. They need to be congratulated and thanked and everything else in between for such a phenomenal season. And um, it's going to be a long, long offseason. The, the best regular season in any of our lifetimes. And, and that's, you can't dispute that. For the third time in four years. Because the yeah. 2016 team, 16-17 yeah, exactly. had the first best season. Then last year reset and this year again. Coach Coach Hammond, Florida State, they'll be back. I have no doubts about that. I think in the 2021 odds, Florida State was like, had the ninth best odds to win it all. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going to reload. They're going to retool. This isn't a rebuilding program. And Virginia Florida State's the, here to stay. Had, Virginia had the best odds. What's going on there? They you had um, they have one of the Hauser twins from Marquette that transferred, and they had to sit out this season. 
Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. They're going to be good. We'll beat them 40 to 38. I'm, I'm feeling it. You, you had me feeling good about saying Coach Hamlin loud, and then you said Virginia basketball again, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, what what does Florida State bring back next season if we're expecting Pat to go and, of course, Vassell? But what does Florida State bring back and bring in? So you're obviously bringing back MJ Walker, uh, Raekwon Gray, Malik Osborne, Raekwon Evans, Anthony Polite, White Wilkes, uh, Balsa Kovacicja. Then you're going to be bringing in five-star Scotty Barnes who's, at, as we sit right now, the highest-rated recruit Florida State's ever had, higher than John Isaac, Dwayne Bacon, Vaughn Wafer, Michael Snare, all these guys. Going to be bringing in Sarder Calhoun, Juco guy who could go to the league if he wanted to. Everything I've heard, he's lighting things up. Um, they have quite a few open scholarships. You already have Trenton Dom leaving. We don't know what's happening with Naheem McLeod, although I'm not expecting him back. Then you have Devin and Pat potentially leaving. I won't say they are. That's five open spots right there that only two are filled with Scotty and uh, Sarder Calhoun. So how they attack it, whether it's grad transfers, whether it's more JUCO guys, guys reclassifying, because there's talk about that, some 2021 guys that they're really interested in might reclassify to 2020. It's going to be a really wild offseason when they're able to recruit again. Mm, mm, actually, I just saw a tweet here. This is from... Jason Denardi's associate athletics director and most likely was, I don't know if he's in Greensboro or around the basketball team, but he's tweeted, sad day in collegiate athletics. The tears from these student athletes are real. So I'm glad yeah, I just still, brought they're back. They're still the in Greensboro right now. Back on here. Yeah, the team's still, still in Greensboro right now as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if he's there with them, um, but he's a big deal with the athletics department there at Florida State, either if it's football or any sport, honestly, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. But right now, as of right now, football is at a halt. Obviously, basketball's season is completely over. Uh, softball and baseball, indoor track and field. And then there's uh, also other sports that I obviously need to be more educated on and know if they play tennis, in the spring. Tennis had been doing great so far to start the season. Seems like they always do, too. Got a brand new Jack Nicholas golf course that's going to go unused now. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I was mm. planning on hitting that when I went down to the spring game, but I we probably won't even have a spring game at this point. Yeah, I will definitely play that the next time I'm there. His courses are elite everywhere. Well, I guess this will pretty much end it off. This has been really an instant reaction to the news today regarding the NCAA tournament and the whole NCAA as, as a whole with sports being suspended, canceled, uh, everything. It sucks. It's disappointing, uh, but it's good to look back like you guys were talking about. Look back at what Florida State basketball did and Leonard Hamilton and look ahead at what should be a really, really exciting season for the Knowles 2020-2021. Um, well, this will do it. I hope you guys uh, enjoy the podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Um, if you're on iTunes, if you want to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it and rate it five stars. Uh, and if you want to find us on Twitter, at Hear the Spear, uh, you can tweet us there and ask us questions, bring up topics. We'll most certainly talk about them in the next episode. And also, you can find the guys' Twitter from this show below in the description, so you can tweet them. 
but yeah, hope y'all guys have a great rest of y'all's week and have a great start to y'all's weekend.